Today, we are going to talk about intom. What in the world is that word you say, right? Intom, I never heard that word. We will talk about it in a moment. Actually, you know, most languages are regulated by, by an academy, you know, Spanish or Hebrew or uh, many languages except a few. English is one of those few languages that are not regulated by any academy or any organization. So basically there is no entity that we can say this is allowed or this is not. So I decided to create a new noun, a new verb, and it's called intum, thanks to my brother Tim. Because when I was talking about this particular topic, uh, he suggested me the topic, the name, Inner Transformation Outward Manifestation. So there you go. We want to invite our viewers to download the bulletin. You can go to the website, vchurch.us, look for the tab bulletin and download it if you like. Of course, for those who are watching on your smart TV, grab your phone, open the camera towards the code, download the bulletin, and there you go. In Tom, welcome to Victory Church, July 26, 2020. From Odessa, Texas, we say to you, hello, and thank you for the time you are investing watching. We read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All together, please. Andrew brought Simon to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, you will be called Peter. There you go. John 1, 42. Now, you know, in the original, the word was Cephas, which is the same word than Peter. That scripture tells us about a big change in one person, Peter. And he had a very interesting personality, you know, very passionate. And you know, passionate people are wonderful, but at the same time, they are dangerous. <laughs> you know that, you know, because the excitement of the passion sometimes go, can go in a wrong direction, and we don't like that. But regardless, we are going to talk about it. As you see on the screen, there is an image of a set of cocoons and uh, also a butterfly. That is pretty much what intern means. It is an inner transformation bringing an outward manifestation. The beautiful butterfly was not beautiful in some point. And actually, when you see those cocoons, you are like, kind of nasty, right? Not many people like to see cocoons. They say, no, I, don't, I really don't like cocoons. But anyways, <laughs> that is the origin of this topic. The Lord Jesus said, you are Simon, but now you will be Peter. So that is exactly what the Lord is telling you today. You are a cocoon, but you will be a butterfly. Don't take me wrong, guys. Don't take me wrong. I'm not saying you're going to be a butterfly. You know what I mean. I'm just talking about transformation. Transformation to something beautiful. Say with me the word beautiful. 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 Excellent. Like our brother Mike. Turkey just coming now from his long trip. Good to see you, Mikey. 
Now, I would like you to join me in this declaration, guys. Come on, all together, let's say the declaration in, on this slide. I am not yet the one the Lord Jesus knows I will be. Do you agree with that statement? Yes. Amen. We all can still grow. We all can still be transformed. Now, how do we do that? This message has three sections. The first section is called meekness. The second section is called submission to authority. And the third section is called discipleship. So let's go to it, okay? Section A, meekness. Zephaniah 3.12. All together we read, I will let only meek and humble people stay in my city. And they will trust the Lord's name. There is a magnificent and extraordinary attribute, characteristic in certain individuals. It's called meekness. Meekness, it is hard to find in life. But when you find someone that is meek, you need to appreciate that person. Meekness is so beautiful. It's something that you cannot touch, but you can perceive. It is a sweetness in the character of the individual. It's very meek, humble. You know what? That is what the Lord wants us to, to be. He wants us to be meek and humble. In order to be transformed, to be that beautiful person the Lord wants you to be, you need to start by being meek. Do you like the idea? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Being meek sounds like I'm going to be weak. Uh, that is not. Those are different words. Meek is humbleness. But I'm going to give you some examples of what is not uh, having a meek attitude. And I want you to see on the slides the pictures that I have here. You know, and I want to tell you quickly that I am not suggesting that we are animals, we are horses. I'm not suggesting that. It's just an illustration, okay? It's just an illustration. The Lord Jesus used illustrations like that. Remember when he said, don't give your pearls to what? Okay. It was an illustration. Okay. The same thing here. There you go. This is not the kind of meek attitude that we should have, you know? Kicking people. It's like, don't, don't do that. Don't tell me what to do, you know? Leave me alone. I'm on my way. That's, that's not being meek. If you are not meek, you are not going to experience that powerful transformation to become beautiful in the eyes of God. Do you want me to say that again? Because that hurts, right? But it's good for you. If you are not meek, you are not going to experience the beautiful transformation in your life that God wants. Without meekness, you will not experience that. Now, here's another example. This horse is in a cage. And he says, well, I'm here, but you know what? I'm not here. Don't, don't get close to me. You know? But the worst case of people that are not meek is the, the following one. is the opinionated one. <laughs> you know, the first one was free. You see that? But fighting. Fighting, fighting against everybody. The second one was in a cage. It's still fighting. But this one is already in a very tiny place. But here is talking, 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 you know? 
That's not the meek attitude the Lord wants us to have. You know, that reminds me of the story of this kid. True story, guys. I'm in this family, with this family visiting, and there is a kid that is jumping in the furniture. Just jumping. Yeah. And the mama says, Mijo, sit down. He sits down. Ten seconds later, jumping again. Mijo, calm down. Sit down. Five seconds later, the mama got upset. You remember the chancla message? And well, chancla came up. So she grabbed her flip-flops and said, ding, ding, and the, and the head, boom. So suddenly the kid was sitting down. Well, the kid is sitting down, and then you see his mouth moving. But you didn't hear anything. You just saw the mouth. So, and I saw that. And I thought, that's so strange. The mama noticed and said, what? What are you saying? Nothing. <laughs> the kid is sitting down. What are you saying? Nothing. Say it. He said, well, I'm sitting down, but inside of me, I'm standing and jumping. <laughs> and many people are like that. Many people are just like that. They just can't handle the fact of being meek and humble. They are forced by circumstances, but they are inside, they are jumping when they should be sitting down. Meekness, I will let only meek and humble people stay in my city, and they will trust the Lord's name. Zephaniah 3.12. Question, guys. Are you going to say no to God? If the Lord is telling you, I want you to be meek, are you going to say no to God? Okay. Submission to authority. People hate that. But look what Peter, in his first letter, chapter 2, verse 13 says. Be willing to serve the people who have authority in this world. Do this for the Lord. Submission to authority. It is necessary for us to understand here what Peter is saying. And you know, Peter was a person that, as you know, he was a fisherman. But as you know, even being an entrepreneur and having his boats and crew and people working with him, uh, his life didn't start that way. He was a kid. As a kid, he needed to be trained. And his daddy or his uncle or whoever was the one teaching him was telling him, I want you to grab the nets. I want you to get the rope. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And Peter, obviously, his character was not too meek at the beginning. You remember how many times the Lord Jesus was telling him, calm down, buddy. The last moment, you remember when the Roman soldiers came to the garden where they were praying and they wanted to take captive the Lord Jesus Christ. You remember what Peter did? He grabbed a, a sword and he said, what, what are you trying to do with my Lord? There you go. Yeah, Peter, what are you doing, buddy? You know? 
That was his uh, character, very passionate. But now, years later, say with me, years later. Years later. Say that again. Because this changing is not easy. Takes time, right? Years later, now he's writing. And look at this guy saying this. Be willing to serve the people who have authority in this world. Do this for the Lord. So what a change, huh? What a change. We all can change. You can change. Your supervisor is your authority in the workplace. But I don't like him. But nobody likes their supervisors. It's a fact. I don't like my supervisor. And why people don't like the supervisors? Because the supervisors are telling them what to do. That's why we hate supervisors. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know all the work that I do. He doesn't know this. She doesn't know this. She doesn't know that. We are always against the supervisors. But you know what? That is going against God's word. So whoever your supervisor is, your duty is to obey and follow the lead. The problem is this, friends. Many people do not understand that in order to be number one, you have to be first a great number two. People want to be number one. Is, is, is that wrong? No. It's great. And some people have that in their personality, right? Leaderships, uh, abilities, charismatic, whatever. They want to be number one. It's okay to be number one. That's not a problem. But in order to be a good number one, you need to first become a great number two. You have to be submissive to the authority and show it. It takes time. <laughs> it's not easy, right? But in, in our homes, who are the authority? Parents. <laughs> now, kids don't like that either. <laughs> Children are like, gosh, I don't like this idea. My parents are telling me what to do. Go, do this, do that. I want you to do this, I want you to do that. But it's part of the process of, of learning to be submissive to authority. Again, First Peter, be willing to serve the people who have authority in this world. Do this for the Lord. Question, are you going to say no to God? Are you? Meek and submissive to authority. There is no other path to become beautiful in this transformation. There is no other way, my friends. That's why for so many people, it is almost impossible to become really great in life. Because they don't want to go through this process, being meek and submissive to authority. That's why we need to talk about discipleship, which is the third section of today's message. Discipleship is a beautiful process that includes two participants. One is the mentor, and the other is the protege. But in this world, everyone wants to lead, everyone wants to research, everyone has access to stuff online. They say, no, I can figure it out. 
And we all do that, don't we? Whatever is what we are doing, we say, hmm, how do I do this? Let me research that, <laughs> right? And suddenly, internet is our teacher, our mentor. Other people say, my mentor is such and such a special person on TV because they, they listen to, to whatever this person is teaching and sharing, which is great. But what you are doing is you are listening to this individual, but you really are not a protege of his. Why, you say? Why? Because a protege has a personal relationship with the mentor and asks questions. Uh, I have a question. Why do you put these screws this way here on the, on the wood? Why do you put the salt afterwards? Why do you click here? You see? When you have a relationship with your mentor and you ask the question, the mentor will tell you why the screws must be there, why the salt must be put there, why you click there in any area of life. That is discipleship. It's being involved in a training process. So Galatians 6.6 6 tells us something beautiful. It's about how that relationship brings also joy to the mentor. Because the protege will come back to the mentor telling him, I want to tell you what happened. I tried this thing and I put the screws the way you told me. I tried that recipe and you were right. The salt, the salt must be put afterwards. You know what? When I clicked there, it worked. The protege is sharing with the mentor and the mentor is pleased. Somehow, you know, we as protégés some, at some point look like this beautiful horse, you know? Instead of being rebel and jumping and kicking, it's just a meek horse, pretty, able to obey to authority, and then it's going to be useful. People say, oh, what a beautiful horse, and eventually is able to have children. What about you? What about you, my friend? Where are you in this process? I told you, being meek, being submitted, submitted to authority, and then enroll in a discipleship process. Where, where are you? Because that will make the big difference in your life, for your future. Do you know that your mentor wants the best for you? Each and every one of my mentors always corrected me and told me, mm, no, that's not the right way to do it. Mm, no, this is not ideal. That's too dangerous, Gian. Don't do it that way. Tell me again what happened. And I, and I say the story. Oh, wow. No. No, no, no. You don't do it that way. Because my mentor always wants the best for me. Say with me, please. My mentor wants the best for me. That's why I need to continue developing that relationship. 
Do you understand? Next Sunday, August the 2nd, I'll be sharing with you a topic. It's called the mind of Jesus Christ. How the Lord's mind works. What is he thinking? You, you will find this, this message next Sunday so interesting. And I invite you, for our viewers, please join us next week. But now I want to come back to John chapter 1, verse 42. And I want you to tell me, what is the name that is not on the slide? Who brought Simon to Jesus? Andrew. Exactly. That was Peter's brother. Because Andrew cared for Peter. They were brothers. Now, which verse is this? Verse 42, correct? Okay. Watch this, friends. We know that there is a transformation, right, that happens inside. The Lord said, I want you to be different. I want to make of you something beautiful. And you agree to say, I'm not yet the one the Lord Jesus knows I will be. But in verse 41, here is a key component in this process. The first thing Andrew did was to go and find his brother Simon. Andrew said to him, we have found the Messiah. Now, many people don't get it. They say, and, and what is the relevance of this? Well, the relevance of this is that Peter lived his process, correct, to become beautiful. But Peter will never do that without Andrew. Andrew brought Peter to the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes we are Peter. But sometimes we are Andrew. Sometimes we are the ones being transformed and becoming beautiful. But sometimes we just need to be a simple Andrew. Bringing our brother, our sister, our friend to Jesus. And tell this person, we have found the Savior. I have found salvation. And I want to share it with you. The first thing Andrew did. Please repeat the words. The first thing. The first thing. Say that again. The first thing. Here's the big challenge for people. People love to go digging into the scripture about many things. Correct? Many, many things in history. Different languages, Aramaic, Hebrew, Greek, Latin, in the scripture, different versions of the Bible. I, I agree on that. I like that. I went to school. I love that. But the first thing Andrew did was to bring someone that he loved to the knowledge of Jesus. That is what is lacking today. Today, the problem is not sources of information and great, great material or fabulous teachers. 
That's not the problem. The problem today is our hearts are not doing the first thing, which is to bring people to the knowledge of Jesus. There's where we need to start. Amen. It's very simple, friends. All that we need to do is just to talk to people about the Lord Jesus. You don't know what is going to happen. You don't know. You don't know what kind of Peter you will find in your life. You don't know what the Lord can do in the life of one of your friends or your relatives. Every time I see some of you guys bringing a friend or a relative to the church, like you did recently, Wendy, bringing your friends, that is beautiful. And we all can do that. Well, we invite people. Not, they, not all of them come. We know that. But the important is to understand that the first thing is to understand this. We need to bring people to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. That's the first thing. You do that, and then the process will start. The meekness, submission to authority, and discipleship. Now, my friend watching, you are thinking, well, I liked all that, but you know what? I, I am not even sure about if I am a child of God or not. I have heard things about it. Some people have said to me that, that I need to fulfill a lot of regulations. But listen, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. There is only one scripture. This one simple scripture, and it clearly says this. If you openly say, Jesus is my Lord... And believe in your heart that God raised him from death. You will be saved. Amen. You will be saved. It's just one requirement, my friend. My dear viewer, my dear listener, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate that. I'm very happy knowing that you are curious and you want to hear more about the Lord. But if this is the first time that you are getting close to God to this point, I would like to invite you. Give your heart to the good Lord. What if you join us in a prayer to become a child of God? The prayer is on the screen, and you can just say it out loud like we will do here right now, and we read all together. Dear God, I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I am so sorry. I need you, Lord. I need to change. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord. Amen. Amen. You will find on the cross. It's exactly on the cross where the Lord Jesus paid the price for your salvation. Say with me. I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed this year 2020. Friends, receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful weekend. Thank you so much for coming up to church today. And I wish you a wonderful week. Enjoy your family and friends. See you next week. Thank you. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light. Anytime
Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know Thank you for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.